of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. May His grace and His blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages. Amen. Today, dear brothers and sisters, we celebrate the Divine Liturgy on the first Sunday of the Coptic month of Paope, which is sometimes known as Baba. And our Gospel reading this morning came from the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 in which we are confronted by a paralyzed man whose friends care for him so much that they bring him to the Lord for healing. Our Lord Jesus Christ came to a city called Capernaum, a city that was like our Lord's second home after Nazareth. And at the time of our story, our Lord was surrounded by many people who greatly loved and admired him. He was teaching in a house that was so completely full that no one could fit inside or even stand outside. And in the midst of this scene was a certain paralyzed man and his four friends. They came to our Lord so that their friend, the paralytic, could be healed. But they could not approach our Lord because of the great crowd. And so, in great faith, they climbed to the rooftop of that house, they opened the roof of the house, and they lowered their friend to our Lord through the roof. And because of their faith, our Lord healed the paralytic man, and all the multitude glorified God. I propose, dear brothers and sisters, that we meditate on this wonderful story in only one point this morning. Let us speak this morning about being in the presence of God. We see in today's gospel that the friends of the paralytic had but a single goal, to bring their friends into the presence of Jesus, despite the great crowd of people around him. And if you remember, we encountered a similar crowd a couple of weeks ago when we heard the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector who wanted to see our Lord Jesus Christ, but could not on account of the great crowd around him. In that story, and in today's Gospel reading, the crowd is a symbol of the obstacles that we all face in our Christian lives. For Zacchaeus, the crowd prevented him from seeing Christ because he was a short man. And for the paralytic this morning, the crowd prevented him from actually entering into the room where Christ was to receive healing from him. What did both Zacchaeus and the paralytic's friends do to overcome the crowd? They ascended above the crowd. They ascended above the crowd. Zacchaeus climbed up a sycamore tree, whereas the paralytic's friends climbed up the roof with their friend. In essence, both Zacchaeus and these four friends did the unthinkable in order to see and to be in the presence of God. And here, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have an important lesson. Our goal, like Zacchaeus and the paralytic's friends, is to place ourselves in the presence of God. 
A man once asked a spiritual elder, Father, what is your main spiritual exercise? The elder replied, the perfect visualization of God's presence. In other words, this elder lived his entire life in the presence of God. When he performed any action, no matter how simple or how mundane or seemingly unimportant, he was able to visualize the presence of God with him as he performed this action. And in doing so, this elder became happier, wiser, and stronger in every aspect of his life. Why is this the case? When you think about it, one of the main reasons people stumble in the spiritual life is because they forget about God or they purposefully exclude God from their presence. Either we forget about God when we sin and only remember Him after the sin is complete, or we harden our hearts so much that we exclude Him from our lives completely so that we can do whatever we want with a clear conscience and not be bothered by remembering God. Regardless, the result is always the same. We suffer greatly because of our separation from God. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if we remembered the presence of God throughout every aspect of our lives, we would never stumble in the spiritual life. If we remembered the presence of God throughout every aspect of our lives, we would never feel despair even in the most difficult of circumstances because the knowledge of God's presence would sustain us and comfort us. A person who remembers the presence of God can confront any situation and say with faith, since God exists, all is possible. Since God exists, all is possible. Today's Gospel reading teaches us not only about the importance of being in God's presence, but furthermore about the necessity of doing whatever it takes to get there. Zacchaeus and the paralytic's friends were hindered from being in the presence of God because of the great crowns, but nonetheless they did the unthinkable and they ascended to the heights, in one case the heights of a sycamore tree, and in the other case the heights of the roof of a house, in order to force their way into the presence of God. These men indeed fulfilled our Lord's command that we should cry day and night to God until He hears us. And God did in fact hear them. Their actions were a proof of our Lord's words, Knock, and it will be opened unto you. And they were an explanation of our Lord's strange words, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You see, dear brothers and sisters, our Lord commands that we are to do all we can in order to meet Him. He tells us to work 
as long as we have the light, to pray without ceasing, to beg, to seek, to knock, to fast, and to perform innumerable good works in order to earn the right to be in his presence in the kingdom of heaven. In the gospel according to St. Luke, he says to us clearly, but watch at all times, praying that you may stand before the Son of Man. Indeed, my brothers and sisters, Jesus asks us to do all we can to be in his presence, even the unthinkable, like the paralytic's friends and Zacchaeus. And it is here at this point that I would like to pause and address an issue in our parish that has really saddened my heart over the past few months. Why is the Saturday night raising of incense almost always empty? Beloved brothers and sisters, the raising of incense service is an important part of our liturgical life. It is a time in which we gather and pray as one body, as one community, offering prayers to the living God on behalf of the whole world. And this is especially important these days because, as you know, we are in the process of buying a church building. But the thing is, before we can buy a church building, we have to be a church first. Before we buy any church building, we have to be a church. And being a church means praying and serving together every opportunity we get. Our Lord assures us that when two or three are gathered in his name, he will be in their midst. And I hope you didn't misunderstand this. That doesn't mean there should be only two or three, because that's what's happening on Saturday nights. That's not what it means. It means that the people in the church, whenever the people in the church gather together as the community, they find themselves in the presence of God. And so if the church opens her doors from 6.30 p.m. until 7.15 p.m. every Saturday and invites you to come and be in the presence of God and to be a community with the rest of us, why would you decline that invitation? Why would you say no and prioritize parties and going out and resting and working and all of these other things that people tend to do on Saturday? Why would you say no? If the church opens her doors for you and gives you a chance to be in the presence of the living God, look at what Zacchaeus did. Look at what the paralytic's friends did in order to be in the presence of God. We are not asking you to climb up on the roof. We are not asking you to climb up to a tree. We are asking you to walk through the doors of an air-conditioned church and give God 45 minutes. But look at what people who love God did in order to be in his presence. Why aren't we as encouraged as them? Dear brothers and sisters, I was thinking about this on my way here this morning. If you were to take all of our services at St. Gregory and put them all together, they would not come up to be more than six hours a week. Six hours a week. Think about that. How many hours a week do we sleep? 
How many hours are we on social media, watching television, out with our friends, and doing other things? Six hours, that's four hours, I mean, if you consider three hours of the liturgy on Sunday, one hour maximum for Sunday school is four hours. Then one hour on Saturday night for the raising of incense, and then if you would like to come, we have one hour on Thursday night for the catechetical school, for the weekly series. All of that together is six hours. Can we not give God six hours of our week? Is that too much for him? Does he not deserve that from us? Is he lacking in giving us something that he doesn't deserve six hours of our week to give him? So that we can truly be, as we said in our mission statement, a purposeful community that are, are seeking to be transfigured in Christ? Isn't that what we wrote in our mission? Well, now it's time to live that mission. And we have to be transfigured by attending as many of these services as we can. Does that mean that if you were to miss one week, it would be a big deal? Of course not. If you have something, it's not a big deal. But what I'm seeing is it's not the default for people to come. The default for people is not to come. It's okay if the default is to come, but you have to miss once, twice, it's okay. No one's going to be upset about that. But what saddens me is that our default is we're not going to come. This is optional, and I don't have to be here. But that is not the way our services work, dear brothers and sisters. We need to do better. And forgive me, I don't mean to say anything. I don't mean to embarrass anyone. But my job is to exhort you. My job is to encourage you and to teach you what is right. And it is right for us to be here on Saturday nights as well as on Sunday mornings. Of course, it is not our actions alone that will make us successful in being in the presence of God. We must work hard, of course, but in the end, it is God's power that will bless our efforts and bring us into his presence. We remember what the Holy Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. It is God who blesses our efforts to become close to him. It is the farmer's duty to plant and to water his seeds, but it is God's power, wisdom, and mercy that will actually make the seeds grow and bear fruit. It is the scientist's duty to examine and to seek but it depends on God whether he will actually obtain any knowledge. It is the priest's duty to teach, inform, discipline, and guide the faithful, but it depends on God's power, wisdom, and mercy whether his efforts will bring forth fruit. And in the same way, dear brothers and sisters, it is our duty to continually seek the presence of God, but it depends on God whether we will be allowed in his presence or not. You know, dear brothers and sisters, God allows us to be in his presence in several different ways. Sometimes God himself will come to us as he came to Mary and Martha in Bethany, or as he came to the Holy Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, 
or as he suddenly appeared to the holy apostles after his resurrection. In all of these cases, God himself comes and reveals his presence to us. At other times, we are brought into the presence of God by others, such as in today's gospel reading, or when St. Andrew brought St. Peter to Christ, or when St. Philip brought St. Nathaniel to Christ, or even when the holy apostles brought billions of people to Christ through their preaching around the world throughout these whole ages. In these examples, a person is brought into the presence of God by others. And finally, at other times, a person brings himself into the presence of God by unceasing prayer and by work, as the friends did in today's gospel, or as Zacchaeus did, or as David the prophet did in his life. These are the three ways primarily in which we find ourselves in the presence of God. Number one, God may come to us himself. Number two, we can be brought to God by others. And number three, we can bring ourselves into the presence of God through unceasing prayer and work. And the reason why I mention these three ways of being in the presence of God is because the spiritual life actually consists of these three steps in reverse order. In reverse order. We first struggle and continually work to be in the presence of God. And then we come to the church and we are supported by others to be in the presence of God. And then, after we have done these two things, the Lord himself comes to us and reveals his presence to us. So today's gospel reading tells us a great deal about the importance of being in the presence of God and the importance of doing whatever it takes to be in the presence of God. My prayer for you, dear brothers and sisters, is that God will stir your hearts so that you will prioritize your lives in order to do whatever it takes to be in the presence of God. Whether you are at home or work or school, whether it is the weekday or the weekend, whether you are tired or refreshed, whether you have a lot of things going on or you're free, that you will do whatever it takes continually to put yourself in the presence of God. And when you are in the presence of God, the result will be joy and peace and happiness and blessing and comfort and strength and the transfigured life. May God grant all of these things to us through his presence. To him be all glory, to the All-Holy Father, to the All-Holy Son, and to the All-Holy Spirit, now and forever and unto the age of all ages. Amen.